cool. So everything is connected. How? Hey guys, welcome to Contemplations in Nirvana. And yeah, this is the She series. She. Um, where did I get that phrase from? So uh, there's this book, um, a philosophical book, a lantern, a spiritual lantern called the I Ching that I found in my mother's library. You know, um, much like I, I found the tarot cards, so funny. Um, so I found... So so here's the thing with tarot cards. Uh, I was watching my favorite astrologer and tarot card reader, Amber Khan. And she said that tarot cards cannot be bought, right? You can't just purchase them. They have to be found or they have to be gifted. And I mean, of course, like once they're found, once they're gifted, the initiate, basically the initiation process is done. Um, that's the sign from the universe. And if you need a new tarot card deck, you go buy it. So what happened was I got so into tarot cards. And I mean, like I... I'm pretty clairvoyant. Like I can I can I can whiff a situation and be able to tell what it is um beyond face value. Um but something about tarot cards was so interesting because it was such a a psychological process a, a reading of archetypes. So the way I understood began to understand tarot cards was through uh, Sal Biadora, um, his channel is called Eat Love Pray, Eat Pray Love on YouTube, and The Quietest Revolution, which is Amber Khan. And so, you know, you know, I, I began, especially with Amber, Amber, I began to really understand tarot cards and um, the interconnectivity between everything you know astrology the stars in response to us how we how we are impacting the flow of life and you know um so yeah so i so i found the i ching in a time of great darkness you know it was it was a time of trials, really deep ones, internal and external. You know that time, that period really tested me on a multitude of man, uh, on a multitude of ways because I guess my, you know, it was a time where my sexuality was being questioned. My sexuality wasn't being taken as my own, um, where. Yeah, it was just a, it was a very intense period where my um where my what you call it where my being especially internally was being questioned. So, you know, I guess I was having an existential crisis, I guess you could say. But it was yeah, that was definitely a turning point in my life. Um, so 
all of these things came up, you know, I bump into the I Ching, I just find it, like, I just find it, and then, I think it was this year, I found the tarot cards in my aunt's drawers, and she's like, oh, I've been keeping them safe for your mom, I don't know what made me open her drawer and find those tarot cards, like, I was like, what, this is a sign, so, my aunt and I, so my aunt's a Libra, she's, a, she's like cardinal air, I'm cardinal water, and we're both like extremely, like we have sight, and it's a beautiful thing because um, growing up, she was, she's always been like my favorite, and by, by my favorite, I mean, I knew that she knew me, and she knew all of me and I felt like I felt so at home with her if that makes sense so my aunt and I really get each other like there's a manner in in which communicate there's so many layers to communication and the one I really appreciate the most is where words don't have to be spoken and when they are it's clarity all the way right so I really and it's also a feeling thing like I feel my aunt so I guess you could say that um this gift of mine I inherited from her or at least the perception of this gift I inherited from her love her to bits and um yeah i found them in her room in her cupboard right so tarot cards have been a psychological thing for me because how you know with with the people i do tarot card readings with i always like to explain it as a gallery that we're stepping into so we step into a gallery and we see all these different paintings and the exhibition is plants right uh or you know usually i say apartheid okay cool so the exhibition is apartheid and we're looking at all these images and then we see this image of utata mandela and we see him in an overall so by seeing him in an overall we're able to you know guess the date and i have i I, as the person accompanying you, am deciphering, I happen to know the dates and stuff and what the basic meanings of the things are. But also, since I have a general history on my country, I'm able to be like, oh, maybe that's the reason why, you know, because this ABC happened during that time and da 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 blah, 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 blah. And my grandfather went to you know like i'm the connector of things and i'm able to you know bring clarity to the images and both you and i decipher the time and what the image means and what it stands for so now replace apartheid with you now the exhibition is you and i'm walking through this gallery with you and we're deciphering these images of your life putting these images into context what's going on what's in focus and usually um, or almost always, the tarot cards are responding to what's happening astrologically as well, 
right? So one would have to have a general understanding of what's going on or an in-depth understanding of what's going on astrologically, right? As well as one's intuition because, excuse me, everything's connected. So, yeah, tarot cards and archetypes, beautiful process of being able to objectify in the positive sense and by objectify i mean put at distance right where we're able to distance ourselves from the situations and observe them objectively right yeah and oh goodness i miss my friend courtney so um yeah so Another thing I wanted to mention is water crystals. I will put in the description box below um, a podcast of Amber Khan going in depth with water is consciousness, right? So my mom introduced me to Masaru, Dr. Masaru Emoto, when I was very young. She introduced me to him, right? Again, with Amber being reintroduced. Oh, actually, no. It was introduced, you know, Dr. Masaru Emoto was introduced to me in primary school at St. James, the School of Philosophy. Yeah. I went to a school, I went to a philosophical school, and I guess um, really did initiate my thinking, the way I think about the world, and how holistic, and by holistic I mean interconnected everything is. Um, so... I went to St. James. Thank you, Mom, for taking me to St. James. I went to St. James, and um, they introduced me to Dr. Masaru Emoto's, you know, water crystal theory. So Dr. Masaru Emoto was trying to prove to Japanese government that their methods of parenting are detrimental to their children, thus their society. And he did this by experimenting through water. And the water, so first, his first experiment was rice in a cup with just a little bit of water, three cups of rice with a bit of water. And the first one for a period of time would speak I love you, thank you. The second one, he would spew hate on. And the, the, the third one, he said nothing to, right? So after a week or so, he came back to the rices, the rice water, and saw that the first one fermented beautifully. The second one had dots of mold in it. And the third one, guess one, guess what that had? It turned into black sludge. And I guess what he was trying to prove is that 
even you know even giving any um, any sort of attention even though it's negative is better than giving a child no attention which is interesting because things neglected tend to die right um yeah things neglected tend to die or you know I don't want to say die because death is also a transmutation of energy. So things neglected tend to wither into a form of darkness unless taken care of or unless those things take care of themselves and give themselves energy, right? So, yeah. So then he proceeded to making another experiment with bottles of frozen water and he would stick the same messaging on them right so i love you on one thank you you're beautiful the second one i hate you you're da 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 or da 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 the third one nothing cool So, when he put those water crystal particles under a microscope, you see the shapes and the ones that said I love you too came out beautifully. And the ones that were said thank you to came out beautifully. And the hate ones came out deformed. And again, the nothing ones turned much into black sludge. And Dr. Masaru Emoto realized that he was onto something. You know, Amber Khan put it so beautifully when she said that water is consciousness. And we need to treat it as such. Which is interesting because we are... I mean, I know the percentage of water lowers with um, time, apparently. Apparently. But... We were born, what, 80%, 70%, 80% water. And most of the earth is water. So you wonder now what you're telling yourself often and how the process of manifestation has now come down to a science. How essential it is to affirm to one's self-love, prosperity, and health daily. Every moment, actually momentarily, just constantly and consistently affirming love within ourselves. Love, prosperity, balance. You know, something interesting about, you know, there's a mis- the, the misconception of nirvana. I'm actually going to write an article on the misconception of nirvana. People think that nirvana is happiness. When no, it's not because the pendulum swings. I like to view our passions much like a pendulum. Pendulum swing left, all the way left, all the way right. Opposites 
at their extremes are indistinguishable, right? So, you know, this Buddhistic thought of staying in the middle, staying grounded, it's quite close to heaven. It is heaven being able to be the stillness within the storm because if you swing right all the way, you're going to swing left all the way at some point. Um, I think it, my friend's wallpaper, Courtney, said something along the lines of, something along the lines of, dear Lord, help me, I'm afraid, because I, I, I'm afraid that my love is violent, for love is violent, because these passions they swing and um i guess you know i guess so something i'm noticing i think there's different versions of the eating and i'm i'm going to investigate on this or maybe i've just been getting re- repetitive readings of the eating because um i'm still at a stage but you know this morning i was watching amber khan's scorpio reading for the for the month of june gemini season and she said that the sometimes the iching once said and i'm sure actually it's in this version because i haven't read everything i don't think one is supposed to but she said that in the iching it says that sometimes to get over a desire one must fulfill it yeah and um that hit me because you know i'm i'm it's been a year of me being a student of the iching year or two and it's always advised against no desire which is wonderful and i get it but it's so interesting because it's true that once a desire is fulfilled it's sometimes you know it dies it's like oh okay cool desire fulfilled mission accomplished i'm done i don't need this anymore i don't need to feel this way anymore and kind of hit me it was like oh interesting i need to contemplate on that um so here's the thing about desire or the desire state always tempts our ego into acting ambitious no actually our egos tempt us into acting ambitiously to get immediate results which is so interesting because i found that the most attractive um states of being right are the ones that stand still and not just stand still stagnation no i mean the ones that are rooted within themselves just walking it's interesting because the imagery of a former lover of mine that i've been dreaming about quite often these days uh so i told you earlier on that i have this gift of clairvoyance gift of seeing gift of sight um and i'm i'm mentioning this to state so so the lines can be drawn and you can see how everything's connected um so there's this particular person that i ventured forth into a romantic relationship with right so-called love relationship with um in the previous year um 
and it was purely you know it was purely spont it was inspired by spontaneity inspired by sexual desire inspired by scarcity it was a game sort of and i these days you know the way we we ended or closed that chapter was so is the word robust it was very abrasive like abrasive i'd like to say deceitful and crossing boundaries that we weren't supposed to cross in some ways but i feel like now looking in hindsight i think you know i i don't think that the relationship was properly founded on principles of truth so to pl- place the blame on him or myself solely um would be incorrect because i think we both engaged in that not on truth you know and i think things not founded in truth tend to lead to misfortune right and when i say truth i speak of humility i speak of detachment and independence and although it seemed as though we were being at face value detached and independent i do feel like looking back i have my criticisms towards how painful it was interacting with each other at some points and you know like i mentioned the pendulum swings so pain pleasure pain pleasure you know you can't really feel pleasure without feeling pain you know it's one of those things um i'm actually going to contemplate on that a little more um so i'm not being conclusive in that statement but <clears throat> what i do find interesting is you know I know in my heart of hearts and in my mind that and it took a while for me to get to this point but when I'm attracted to someone in particular um and it's a very strong like magnetic thing I know it's because there's an aspect of them that I like an aspect of myself that I see in them or something that I'm aspiring to bloom within myself that I see in them and that just co- causes like an attraction beyond the physicality and blah 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 um when i see myself in someone when i see a reflection in a a person i immediately fall in love be it a friend or someone i see potential you know uh romantic shenanigans with i really fall i i fall it's it's either i fall deeply in love or i rise so high in love like it's you know that opposite is indistinguishable and at this point i don't think i really care but i just become immersed in this ocean of love as the result of an inspiration of this person in front of me and i'm like damn you know I love you. You're amazing. Like thank you for being here and we just so happen to think the same things or think in the same ways and know how to be affectionate to know how to be affectionate in what aspect 
with each other, you know, it's just amazing. And that, I think I have been quite blessed with interactions like that. So thank you, God. I really can't discard the interactions I've had with certain romantic lovers or just friendships that withered um, without thanking the process God for enabling those interactions to take place because it's those they were beautiful and they taught me something so precious and I have a pearl from each of them right so yeah now to wrap up this thing about this dude and I know everything's connected so I'm kind of going um uh into just into different spaces with this but I keep on having these dreams and then in these dreams um I'll see the sky that I was in you know romantic contact with last year and I'll see him and then in waking life in 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 what what we like to call reality the next day without fail conclusively I know that I'm going to see him. I know I'm going to bump into him. And every single since, I think it's been, I mean, last year it happened that way, but it wasn't as frequent as it is now, which is bizarre to me. It's like crazy. Like, what the fuck's going on? You know, last year when we were in the romantic thing, I'd be like, Oh my god! So I would leave to go to a different country for some time, and then I'd come back, and we wouldn't speak for a while. And I'd do this. <laughs> One of my Virgo friends said uh, he had a dream about me, and he said to me in the dream, "Oh, there you go, doing that damsel in a film thing you do." <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I know what that means. I know so, I know so well what that means. Anyway, so. I, you know, I would, I would come back, I would leave, I would be dramatic, I would be like, so-and-so, I'm leaving for the country, or I'd say some really dramatic shit that I would be sincere in, and, like, I would say some crazy things, like, I really want, of course, like, I would say to him, I want children, and I just want someone to be a, a, a parent with, and I'm scouting, and I already have my options and I already told, you know, my potentials, you know, like I'm in it. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I'm actually laughing because I'm so entertaining. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, but so beautiful. Anyway, so I really embrace my truth. So at the time I was telling, I was like, you know, I'm, I really want children. And so I'm going to make another podcast on on one of the reasons why I engaged with that person um it's actually quite painful and um one of the reasons why I would engage with men in a particular kind of way um for quite a significant amount of time but we'll get into that and I think it's linking to people can be addictions you know that statement people can be addictions it's also linking to how sometimes it's very hard to face um quote-unquote our demons um and then we start to use escapist methods to get away anyway so 
we'll get into that we'll get into that maybe in the next podcast so oh my gosh i feel like oh gosh i love amber i think i've been listening to her way too much but anyway so um so now so now um you know i'd say some really dramatic shit but i would be really honest about it like i saw him as a potential parent of my child or my children because you know he was a particular kind of way in which i would want my children to be raised in and i mean i think i had my grievances and now you know after everything i can let that idea go and i have and i also let the idea like i stopped being so focused on being a parent yeah because I realized, and the reason, and, and, and it's not because I, I don't want to anymore. That's not the reason. The, the reason is that through my mother, I had a conversation with my mom because this desire became so strong to be a mother. I was like, and I know that, you know, sometimes people can't have baby FOMO because um, they want drastic change in their lives, which is fine. You know, like, I understand that. Like, I can be like, yay, I'm feeling a type of way and i guess I'm, i need some switch up of some sorts or some level of stability or consistency that is in alignment with my goals and blah 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 and you know i spoke to my mom i was very open because i was so serious i was like mom you know i have a i have a number of people that i'm thinking being of being parent like of being parents with and i'm in training so I want you to train me to be ready to have children because I'd like to have children and not right now. It doesn't have to be right now, but I want to have children when I'm ready. And I'd like to have that thought with someone. Oh my gosh, I actually manifested something so great. I'll tell you guys about it some, some other time, but like, I want to be intentional about my parenting, right? I want to speak love prosperity wealth health discipline and nirvana into it way before it starts it and i'd suggest you do because i don't like i don't particularly i'm so critical and i don't particularly like how how a lot of my peers no 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 no, not even my peers just people maybe old enough to be my older sibling we'd be like oh and they're not my siblings they my siblings would never say that to me but like yeah my siblings would never say this to me but like people you know in my industry that i'd be chatting about it and be like oh how's it being a you know a mom a dad and they'd be like oh you know don't overthink it and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> you're saying that because you're a dude <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway no anyway i'm just blabbing but um so focused okay cool so i told my mom and i told her this is i'd like to have children i've been scanning to see if the men in my life are potentials i've been extremely open and honest about my intentions because i don't like to hold reservations I don't think it's good, especially in relationships, when relating to people that one holds reservations and the other doesn't know. 
So I told him, I told him, I told him, I told him, okay? And yeah, he's like, no, I'm not ready to have children right now. I'm like, okay, cool. And I, and I understood in that moment, like the tone and the energy in which he said it. I'm like, yeah, he's not ready to, he, he just wants to smash. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's not what it was. I know, I know he... I know that he's a very sensory person and I know that he likes to indulge in things of beauty. So I think he was indulging his senses because he's that kind of person who likes to surround himself with beautiful things and beautiful experiences. And I know that he likes affection. So it was beyond just wanting to smash. I actually hate that term. I'm sorry I used it. Anyway, moving forward, it's not happening anymore with this person very grateful it's actually i'm not trying to do anything right now physical with anyone like no 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 wow i'm going so deep am i even gonna post this i'm not sure i'm gonna have to listen through to this and see if (laughs) it's something (laughs) that i i'm gonna post but anyway all in good spirit the people who hear this are gonna need to hear this for heaven's sake so i keep having these dreams about him and without fail the next day i bump into him we don't speak to each other at all i deleted his numbers i tried to initiate conversation because this was really freaking me out and i thought maybe that you know you know in movies where shit like this happens and it's weird but you know the timelines in movies are and series are like super quick so maybe i need to wait but anyway i thought that if i contact him i would find the answer as to why this is happening I went through a multitude of why this is happening, the possibilities, blah, 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 blah. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. And um, to the point where I had to ask one of my spiritual mentors, and she meditated on it, and she's like, y'all just have unfinished business. One of y'all needs to try and initiate conversation, and that's that. And I'm like, I've tried. I'm speaking to a brick wall. (laughs) I'm speaking to a brick wall. So I keep dreaming about him and I see him the next day. Weird, right? Every time without fail. It's almost like a radar. Like, hey, honey, you're going to see him today. I don't know what I need to do. Like, I know I'm psychic, but I still feel like I'm a wandering psychic. Like, <clears throat> it's so funny. Amber, Amber Glenn, um, last year in one of her readings for her May reading for Taurus season, she was like, it's so funny that, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny that I said Taurus season and that was the reading. Oh my goodness. Anyway, anyway, anyway. That's for another day. That's for when I have a talk or a seminar or whatever. But, you know, um, she said this in in her Taurus reading for Cancerians. 
a Tory season reading for Cancerians last year. And she's like, you know, I find it so funny how Cancerians, you know, um, dream about a bunny. And then two weeks later, they're like, oh, look, a bunny. Instead of, and then acting like they, you know, they're shocked. But they knew that this bunny was going to pop up. And it's like, I was laughing because I'm like, this is me. And then she said, <laughs> instead of using it to their advantage, they're just like the wandering psychic. Like, when are Cancerians going to realize that they're all psychic? And I was just like, that's hilarious. I love that. Like, I love this girl. I love her so much. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, everything is connected. Um... I kind of lost my train of thought linking it back to what I was saying previously. But, you know, um, water and consciousness and all those kinds of things. Um, I really find it interesting how, you know, manifestation is a science. Like... magic at base level is the transmutation of energy and we're constantly doing that i don't think like we have this perception of what magic is actually maybe we should all check the definition of magic but fine okay cool let's not call it magic let's call it the transmutation of energy let's call it the different like the meaning of it like we're constantly transmuting energy into things of ourselves, transforming, changing, morphing, moving into different environments, making different environments, projecting certain things. Like everything is shifting according to our consciousness or what we are feeding and what we are giving as our consciousness. And it's so beautiful and yet can be so destructive and so wow and so like it's just it's amazing how it's amazing how things are made and it's all brought brought down to a science so i would suggest that you know speak to your water speak to your water speaking to your water sticking things on it the things that you want are gonna help you manifest those things like um and it's also training it's like a psychological training for you to start thinking in a particular kind of way because you know that you're speaking to water in this way and water is practically in everything almost 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 it's gonna train you knowing that you're 70 what like you're a percentage of water is going to train you to speaking life into yourself anyway um i don't know what the the conclusion is but i'm sure you can draw a lot from this podcast i love you and i hope you had fun um listening to this i will see you i will speak to you hear from you on the socials and yeah come to one night in nirvana this weekend um Maybe I should do a course on how to be psychic. (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) But it'll happen. It's so funny because I did this course on remote viewing. You know, so funny story before I go. The Russians had psychic spies. Cool. Then the Americans were like, 
oh my god the russians have psychic spies we need to have psychic spies so they got themselves psychic spies and the the program is called remote viewing so in any like secret society secret institution or what what they label as secret whatever like yeah yeah yeah. we know it's there it doesn't matter it's just high profile um there is a department or what they say now they say was they apparently they discontinued it apparently we don't know but i think it's continuing still i don't think you just discontinue such a powerful tool like remote viewing being able to um perceive beyond where your physical body is um in such an institution is one of the most powerful things that you could do for yourself but anyway as an institution you know um that needs to know shit you know so like instead of calling it psychic spies they call it remote viewing and there's a multitude of courses on remote viewing on YouTube, and I would suggest everyone, you know, go research and see. Um, one of the things that they found and discovered at this one institution that teaches people how to remote view, um, which is how to be psychic, basically, um, in this method, it's very, it's quite a scientific method. Like, their methods are, the manner in which they approach it is really dope, I think. I think it's dope because they tell you why they do specific things like they're disengaging your conscious mind and engaging your subconscious mind and blah 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 da 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 da, da. use your intuition but this is how you do it it's cool it's cool it's cool go check it out go check it out go check it out so um uh <clears throat> they found that some of the most psychic people or what they call the greatest remote viewers happen to be homosexual men old women or elderly people i don't know if it's elderly men and women on their period and you know they found that eating chocolate makes you more psychic but which makes total sense like so you don't actually have to eat chocolate i think i would suggest you having cocoa because cocoa um any form of cocoa Except for chocolate, it just has a lot of things in it that you may not want. Like, yeah, just go for the raw thing like cocoa or just buy the raw cocoa, right? It it decalcifies your pineal gland and your pineal gland is the physical embodiment of your third eye like research it you know things like fluoride calcify your pineal gland but things like cocoa decalcify it and help it strengthen and do all the stuff do excuse me do all the stuff so um a little crash course on how to be psychic um women on their period are the greatest remote viewers in the world which makes total sense because women on their period are able to um move through a multitude of timelines and i think uh especially if you're not conscious it's very easy to be manipulated in that time but also no um uh so women on their period um have this thing called pain bodies 
Eckhart Tolle puts it so well, like the collective actually go read. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but go read like the last chapters of the power of now. And that'll give you a really good understanding of women's periods and why they can be quite a painful process, but not always or like an emotionally, you know, eventful process period i think it's because we we travel a lot like we see a multitude of things from the past from the future things that you know clarify it's it's a it's a powerful time and i think that's why in the quran um they say not to like women aren't meant to touch things or not much meant to do much i feel like it makes sense like one of the most powerful and i guess you could say maybe one very vulnerable period so yeah anyway being a woman is so beautiful if only we collectively understood our power all right guys i love you um i'll see you soon and this is contemplations in nirvana she